and welcome to this episode of Self Made. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me today are a set of twins, Keithan and Keegan Rayford. Both are pharmacists that graduated from Xavier University. Gentlemen, welcome to Self Made. I'm glad to have you on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Oh, man, absolutely. Now, you guys grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Tell That's me what correct. that was like, childhood in Memphis. Childhood was great. Um, so, uh, besides me and my brother, we also have an older sister. Uh -huh. uh, as well as our father and our mother. Uh, childhood was great. Uh, we have two very loving parents. Our sister is like a third parent, I guess you could say. <laughs> older? Uh, she is older. She's okay. two years older than us. Okay. So, of course, you know, the, the oldest sibling always acts like that third parent or right. believes that that third parent. So, childhood in Memphis was great. Uh, wish we could move back home. Really? <laughs> what part of town did you grow up in? Uh, in Memphis, we were in East Memphis. East Memphis, okay. Yes, sir. So, Talk to me about high school. What was high school like? I know you guys both uh, left high school, went on to college and pharmacy school. So just kind of take me through that journey from high school to college and how you all made a decision to go into pharmacy. Okay. Gotcha. So um, we actually graduated from Gateway back home in Memphis. Uh, it's a homeschool program. We did that for about five months. Uh, before that, we were at a school known as Elliston. Uh, high school, small, very, very small private school. Um, we had finished enough credits essentially to graduate, uh, and they wanted us to do literally 12th grade just to take one class. Just really? The last English, and they wanted us to be there for an entire year. Uh, so my dad decided, hey, let's go to this homeschool program. We can knock out these courses, and we can get you on uh, to your next your next step in life, you know, as opposed to feeling like we were kind of wasting a year. Right. Um, and then from there, went on to Xavier. Uh, we actually came in as pre-med majors. Uh, started out, you know, taking all the courses. And then one day, we were sitting and talking, and I was like, Keegan, I'm thinking about going to pharmacy school. He said, man, I, I was thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, it was history. We, we applied for pharmacy school the next semester and then uh, matriculated through Xavier's four-year um, college of pharmacy program. Right. So when people think about twins, they always think about the similarities. Mm -hmm. uh, but how are you guys different? Uh, I'll, say, I'll say our personalities. Uh, most people would say that I'm more outspoken. Not outspoken. I'm just, uh, I'm, a, I'm the funnier twin. Uh, so you agree? I disagree, but I mean, <laughs> okay. if, if that's what the public thinks, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm the funnier twin, so that, that, that's the biggest difference between us. We we act pretty similar, but uh, I do talk a lot more, and yeah. I'm just I'm just funnier. Okay. <laughs> what, what's your take on it? Uh, I think the first difference most people recognize, especially people that are watching this, is that I'm left-handed, my brother's right-handed. Oh, okay. Uh, besides that, as far as looks go. Uh, that's really the only, uh, I mean, to me, we don't look anything alike, but as far as what people tell us, that's really all people see on the physical is just like left and right-handed. Yeah. Uh, my brother definitely is a little more outgoing yeah. uh, than I am, which I think is what gives him that funny twin uh, label. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's really the main thing. But so when you do, you all look alike to you? No. 
Really? Not to, not to each other. I would say, when we, I will say, when we were very, very young, young when uh, we were, like, if I look at a baby picture, I might get tripped up. Okay. But today, no. No. So who's a, who's a better looking twin then? Oh, that's me, of course. You agree to me? The older twin is always the better looking twin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go to Xavier, you make the decision to go to pharmacy school. What was that journey like? Because, you know, obviously there are some boxes you have to check to get admitted into pharmacy school. So you had to both have, number one, the, the will and desire, and then you had to t you know, take the uh, entrance exam, et cetera. Just talk to me about that journey and what it was like. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, you always have to have your motivation. Uh, for us, our motivation is our family. Uh, so it's easier for me to go on that journey because I have him right next to me uh, to motivate me, to push me, to remind me of the reasons that we are here in the pharmacy school. So um, the pharmacy school, of course, Xavier is tough. Uh, Everybody that goes to Xavier knows Xavier is tough. Yeah. But afterwards, we were so prepared that uh, it's really nothing we couldn't do as far as the the board exams and the law exams, even now in our careers, as far as the different career paths you can take. Uh, once you leave Xavier, you're very prepared for those yeah. different those different paths. So, Keith, and what would you say were some of your biggest challenges in pharmacy school? I, I would say the biggest challenge was would be the, the, the course load. Uh -huh. uh, High school, even down to like undergrad, just came real easy. You know, yeah. I didn't, I never, until my first year of pharmacy school, I never had to study, you know, weeks ahead of, of time to feel like I was going to pass a test. Up until that point, I could study the night before, the morning of, right. and I always would, would feel prepared. Uh, so the course load was definitely um, the biggest challenge. Uh, in addition, I, we were always involved. Uh, as far as like being members of a lot of different organizations, but once we got to pharmacy school, we started to have mo uh, more leadership roles. Yeah. Uh, we were part of the Student National Pharmaceutical Association. Uh, I was vice president. Uh, he was treasurer. Uh, we both joined a pharmacy fraternity, Kappa Psi Pharmaceutical Fraternity. Uh, we both were dean of pledges for that. Uh, he was vice uh, president. I mean, we held numerous positions within there. Uh, during pharmacy school, we also played Beta Iota, uh, the Beta Iota chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. We're going to come uh, back to that. Yeah, we'll come so, back to that one for sure. One of your, one uh, of your greatest decisions. One of my greatest. <laughs> I, I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, so he, trying to balance the course load as well as trying to make sure that I, we were involved in yeah. truly active members of, of these organizations uh, would be what I said was the most challenging part. So both of you graduated from pharmacy school at the same time? We did. Yes. Studied for the exams at the same time. We yes. did. Took the exam on the same day, got our results on the same, same day, day. Started celebrated our jobs. the same day, yeah. started jobs the same day, same <laughs> company. Since day one, y'all been doing it on the same day, huh? Yes, everything, yes. <laughs> There's literally only one time in our life, and that was like one, one random summer, summer he went yeah. to summer school. That was the only time prior to like now that we were really like separated, separated you yeah. know, or doing something different. Every, right. Other than that, we kind of been doing so, so do you remember the day that you got your pharmacy uh, exam results back? Do you recall that day? I yes. Do. Tell me about that day. Uh, so it was me, my brother, my sister, my mom, and my dad. We were all sitting in my mother's uh, kitchen. And we got those results, and it was time to party. <laughs> <laughs> Mama brought, you know, she's like, hey, let's celebrate. You know, yeah. my baby's uh, 
pharmacists now, right. licensed pharmacists right. now. So right. it's it's time to celebrate. Yeah, we remember that. I remember that exact moment when. What do you remember most most about the day, Keith? I think it would just be the emotions. You know, um, we had at that point been working hard. You know, what I'm saying to get to that point. Um, and it always feels good when, you know, you have genuine people around you that are genuinely happy for you. Yeah. Uh, our mom, our dad, our sister are like our biggest supporters uh, at, at that time, you know. And I'm, I'm also, I'm married, uh, so in addition to them, I also have an extra support system. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend at the time, but now my wife, uh, very supportive of me. So okay. all of those things, it just, it, it, makes, it makes your emotions run high at times. Right. Uh, but it's a great feeling to know that, that people around you are supporting you and happy for you. So what do you love most about being a pharmacist? Uh, so for, for me, the thing I like most is when we have people come in and congratulate me. Hey, Dr. Rayford, I'm so proud of what you or your brother or people, you know, your age are doing. Right. Uh, a lot of African-American males our age aren't doing the same. Right. Uh, so just to see the surprise and the, the joy on some people's faces, you know, every other day, we'll, we'll have a parent bring a, a child in, hey, this could be you when you right. grow up. Right. Uh, so just, just seeing, you know, that inspiration that you you're, can you're get to someone. You're a role model now. Exactly, yeah. right. and you know, although uh, it's not, I'm not intentionally doing anything, I'm just here doing my job, but uh, of course, it always puts a smile on my face when yeah. somebody gives me that type of response, right. you know. What about you? I would agree. I yeah. would like 100% agree that, that it makes you feel like it was all worth it, you know, uh, in addition to those. And just knowing that somebody so random could be so happy for you and you can inspire them. Um, I remember one day I was at work and a lady came in and she was like, yeah, my son is going to Xavier uh, and he saw you and your brother. And now he's enrolling. I mean, I talked to his mom without him, right. you know, never, didn't know anything about him. He's like, yeah, she, I, I saw y'all, I talked to you. Uh, the next time I saw you, my son's gonna go to Xavier now. Right. And it's those little things that like really make it impactful. You know, you're really impacting uh, some people. Right. And so what, what motivate you? Uh, what, what do you consider to be your biggest motivation? Uh, so like I said earlier, my family, uh, I wanna be able to set my family up in a position for the future uh, so I don't have any kids yet uh, <laughs> <laughs> but eventually I will you know and I want I want my children my grandchildren my great-grandchildren to be in the best position possible to be successful within life right what about for you Keith uh, I would agree uh, and I think for us just even from you know a very very young age because we always were were side by side it um, it was always like an extra sense of motivation like I don't in the same, as opposed to most people try to, um, they used to try to like frame it as competition. Yeah. Uh, when really it was just like motivation, you know. Right. I'm not competing to be better than my brother, but I don't want to let him down. Right. So exactly. I'm motivated to get this, this grade on this test because I don't want to let him down. Or I'm motivated to make sure I'm going to school because I don't want to let him down. Right. I'm motivated to graduate because I don't want to let him down. Yeah. So it's an extra sense of motivation because somebody's, you know, right there with you walking through the court. Right. So tell me, where do you all work? And uh, tell me a little bit about your current jobs. So currently, I am a pharmacy manager at Kroger in okay. DeSoto, Texas. Okay. Uh, I currently work uh, for a long-term care facility. Uh, we essentially um, package and dispense medications to nursing uh, facilities in the DFW area. So in addition to being a uh, pharmacist, uh, you're also into real estate. Right. which is one of my passions. Uh, talk to me about your real estate uh, 
business? So currently we have three properties. So we have a property in New Orleans, um, two properties, well, three properties now in Memphis, uh, two that are up and running, uh, one that we recently acquired um, that we just have to get rehabbed. Uh, but yeah, this is just the beginning for us. Uh, eventually we, we like real estate to be our primary job versus uh, pharmacy. Pharmacies is great, but uh, something I could do on the side, you know, that could be my part-time job versus uh, yeah. something like real estate. So what, what inspired you to go into uh, real estate? So and if my mom was here, she would tell you, yeah. she would, because she loves to tell everybody this. She's been saying this since we bought our first property. Like when Keithan was 11, he came to me, he said, mama, I'm gonna do real estate. <laughs> and it's always been like a letting your money work for you um, as opposed to like actually always having to be working. Um, the initial property we got, we used as an Airbnb uh, in New Orleans. It was like the, the perfect in-between because we could make money uh, when we weren't in New Orleans. And then because we were still in Jackson and freshly graduated, we were always in New Orleans, so we always had somewhere to stay as well. Right. Um, and from there, we just kept, we just continued to try to grow. Right. So what do you see, I guess, in the future for your real estate business? What's your, what are your uh, short and long-term goals? So our long-term goal is to own at least a 40-unit apartment building. Uh, that's the long-term goal. That in commercial real estate. Uh, but as far as short-term goals, we our plan is to at least acquire one property a year. Uh, okay. If you keep doing that, 10, 15 years from now, we have 15 properties. Uh, and so and you all do as far as on the real estate business. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's not as much of a financial burden because right. it have, we have the two of us to share that. To share the load. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a good thing about teamwork, man. <laughs> Make the dream work. Right. <laughs> so talk to me about your apparel business. So you, you guys are into a little bit of everything, so you launched your own apparel company. So tell me more about your apparel business. So doing 2020, yes. uh, like in the midst of COVID, we, uh, I think for a lot of people, COVID was a time where you kind of reflected on on what exactly you wanted to do. What You, you had time to, to sit back and think because you, you were inside, right? right? right. Um, so we started to think, you know, more about like what are our passions. We enjoy doing things that are creative, whether it's you know Photoshop or creating flyers or creating, bringing whatever you might have in your head, bringing that to life, right? Yeah. Um, and one day we were talking about screen printing, but I wanted to do embroidery. It was just I felt like it would it would just work. Yeah. And one day I was sitting, you know, and those Google ads pop up, and it was like. Finance, no interest, a brand new embroidery machine. And I said, let's do it. Right. And from there, we've, we've just been pushing. We've, uh, so it's really, it's not a really, truly an apparel business, more of a custom um, embroidery business. That's what we, we primarily do. Uh, one of our like niche markets is custom portraits, uh, embroidery portraits, where okay. you, you, know, you send me a photo and, and I embroider it right onto a shirt for you. Okay. Um, and then from there, we've kind of, Continue to grow. Now we've branched off into screen printing. Um, so we're doing, you know, shirts, t-shirts, you know, normal print. Right. And we also do custom canvases as well. Okay. And so where is the uh, business headquarters? It is we're at, at our home. Well, at my home. Okay. In Fort Worth. In Fort Worth. Okay. Yes. So are you doing these uh, custom uh, portraits and embroidery? You, your hands on? Yes, yes. we're doing hands really? on. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
guys with many talents, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Owner operated. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's to us. I think it's for not for everybody, but for us, yes, yeah. it's more interesting. It's more fun when when our hands are doing the work exactly. versus trying to you know outsource to somebody else and then just saying, hey, I did this for you. Yeah. But no, it, this way is 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 much more fun for us. Right. So what what are your plans with the uh, apparel business or embroidery business long term? So long term, we would like to have like an actual storefront uh, where people can come in. You can see the designs on our walls. You can see the twelve embroidery machines that we have in the back, all running at the same time. A full a full team yeah. of people. Even though we would still plan to be hands on, right? Uh, but something we could do full time, like you said. Uh, this feels less like a job to us because it's something we, you know, we're really into. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if you, you know, what hobbies you have, uh, but it started off as a hobby, and just, you know, you just kind of make money off of it. So it's, 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 in long term, it would be great to have, you know, a storefront, but it's, it's going to be great for us because it's a passion. It doesn't seem as much like a job for us. Oh no, yeah. no doubt about it. If you love what you're doing, you won't work a day in your life. So exactly, I, I grasp the concept uh, significantly, and so now you guys have done just about everything in sync. And so you guys made <laughs> you guys made a, a decision that you wanted to be part of uh, the greatest fraternity in the world. So was that, a, was that another joint decision? That was that a joint was. decision. Yes, sir. So uh, tell me about your, your uh, membership in Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, so well, uh, well, in Memphis, everybody knows Cap Alpha Psi is huge. Yeah. Uh, so before we went to Xavier, we actually had our dad call the school and make sure that they had an active chapter okay. before we made before, before we agreed that this this is our decision on our college. Uh, when we got there, they they ran the yard. Uh, so you got the SGA president, you have the homecoming chairs. You know they got the best grades on the campus. They got all the girls. They doing everything. Um, so it only further uh, fostered our interest in Kappa. Uh, my brother actually his mentee his mentor. Uh, was a member of the Bad Iota chapter. Um, great guy. He's a physician. He was great for us. Yeah. Uh, a very good mentor, very supportive. Anything me and Keith and need, even though I wasn't his mentee, uh, he was. He treated me as his mentee. Um, and so we got to Xavier in 2010. He was Keith's mentor for that first year. Uh, we became initiates in 2015 um, during our third year of pharmacy school. Um, and since then, very active in the chapter. Uh, currently, uh, we're in the Dallas alumni chapter. Uh, before then, we were uh, active in the Canton Madison chapter in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Um, and of course, we were active in our chapter. Uh, so it's been great. Yep. Keithan, you want to add anything to? Well, I mean, that's my deuce. You know, I'm the trade. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joint venture. I mean, I think uh, for me, like, I mean, it doesn't get better than, than pleasant with your brother, you know? Right. Uh, it was great, yeah. yeah. Um, we love we love the bun. Uh, we put a lot into the bun, and I feel like that's why we get so much out of the bun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, whether it's you know with Dallas alumni now, or with Camp Madison before, or with our chapter, because we're a very very close knit chapter. Um, I mean, I talked to Pro Vice from the '80s on the regular. You yeah. Know, you would think they were my. We knew each other for since I was three. You know, yeah. you think they were my blood uncles if you right. didn't know any better. Right. Um, so yeah, we put a lot into the bun, and, and, we, and that's why I feel like we get so much out of it. Yep. So, uh, you know, of course, the name of this show is uh, Self Made, and the reason that we uh, launched this show was to be able to showcase individuals that came from all different walks of life mm -hmm. uh, that took a variety of 
career paths. And uh, you guys have taken, you know, some of uh, multiple career paths. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I commend you for that because, you know, take ambition to, uh, to accomplish things. And so it's, it's obvious that you guys are young men that are very ambitious. But if you had to uh, talk about, you know, being self-made, how would you describe that? What, would that? what does that mean to you when you hear that term? When I hear the term self-made, to me, that means that you're working for everything that you got. Um, and so whether it was in the classroom, in those organizations, we've worked for everything that we're doing today. Uh, we we worked to save money to get those houses. We were working hard to promote our embroidery and screen printing business. Um, this wasn't something that was handed to us. Right. Uh, we're, we're doing this on our own. So that's to me, that's what it means to be self-made. Keith, then what about for you? Uh, I mean, I would, first, I would agree with what he said. Um, I do think a lot of people kind of have an outlook on, they want to be self-made, but they want to like do it all on their own, no help. Uh, we, although we are doing a lot on our own, we do have a lot of people that have helped, you know, right. uh, and we're very grateful for that. So although I would consider myself self-made because we are in, in here, we are in the classroom doing the work, we were, we are doing the work now, right? But we had a great support system uh, to help make us as well. No, look, at the end of the day, no matter who you look at that's successful, they had people around them at some point that helped them along the way. True. Uh, so, you know, self-made in my, from my perspective is, you know, at least for me, I started with nothing mm -hmm. and, and, and I worked, uh, you know, and, and earned everything that I got, uh, on my own. But I did have people, uh, along the way that I either, uh, learned, uh, obtained knowledge from, I learned from them, uh, people that joined my team that provided additional skill sets mm -hmm. and knowledge, right? So, you know, all of that play a part in, in success. So someone that's successful that does it on their own is, is not being candid with you, <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't think that's possible. Uh, but I want to talk about just in your lives, uh, who has been most influential in your life? Uh, I would say my dad. Um, we have a very, very good relationship. Uh, when I think about relationships a lot of my friends have with their fathers it's yeah. just like how how is that even possible um my our dad is one of our best friends yeah let's say that when when we turned 21 my dad was there yeah you know uh because he's he's that influential and involved in our life right. um we were doing mathematics at three three years old because right. my dad was there teaching us how to do times tables and stuff like that so definitely the most influential person in my life for sure is my father right yeah what? i would agree i, I think um at times we kind of try to emulate uh what he is like as far as the person he is um just kind of motive he motivates us yeah. and he kind of pushes us like yeah we want to do this so that for the next generation, for our sons, for our daughters, we can be that same person. Right. You know, I think as you have kids and they began, began to grow up, that is something as a parent, mm -hmm. I'm sure your dad holds very uh, near and dear to him the fact that uh, not just, you know, he likes to be around you guys, but right. that it's reciprocated, you know, so that's, that's very special for a parent because you, you're right. I grew up without a, uh, a father uh, figure at all other than my, I had my grandfather, oh. but uh, I didn't have a father. Mm -hmm. uh, per se. And so uh, I understand how special uh, that relationship uh, could be. So I want to talk about just y your goals. Where, where do you want to see yourself in the next five to ten years? 
in the next five to 10 years, I would see myself working at some hospital, uh, ideally the VA, uh, probably part-time. Hopefully our embroidery business and our screen printing business is very successful by then. Uh, so we can put our efforts in full time into that. Yeah. Uh, that would be my goal in the next five years, to have enough real estate and our embroidery business to be successful enough where we can do those things that we enjoy full time right. versus having to work, just financial freedom. Absolutely. What about you, Keith? Yeah, I got, once again, I got to agree, you know. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, we know you guys think alike. Right, that's a, that's right, a proven right. fact. Yeah, I'm going to let you go first next time. <laughs> right. Uh, but I mean, for me, I, I mean, I, I have a, a daughter on the way. Uh, so I think like that, that free time of not having to feel like I'm always going to work, uh, always tired from work, exhausted from work, uh, right. is very important to me so that I can feel like I'm able to put as much as possible of myself into my family as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, five to ten years from now, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be working forty hours anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys are definitely on the right um, path to uh, financial freedom and to creating generational uh, wealth. And you know, obviously, that's a concept that is not um, uh, historically uh, known within our uh, communities, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, being able to have that extra uh, grit and grind about yourselves, that work ethics to to not just be satisfied with doing enough to get by is, is what it's going to take. So I commend both of you guys for what you all are doing. You know, very young men uh, out here, man, making it happen. <laughs> and I, 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 I really uh, admire that. Uh, and just to kind of close the show, um, I just want one of you guys to tell me, uh, what do you think uh, at the end of the day you will want your legacy to be? I will go first. Uh, the biggest thing for me, and this is what I got from my father, I want my legacy to be that I was a great family man. So I was a great father, great husband, great friend, great uncle, grandfather, great uncle, yep. et cetera. I understand. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, the money and stuff. So I, hate cool. to, I hate to oh, jump in here, but, but we're out of time on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. And, no, but look, thank, <laughs> thank you guys for thank joining you. me. It was a pleasure having you all. Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. No, absolutely. And to my viewers, Thank you for watching this episode of Self Made with D Brown CEO. And remember, without you, there's no me.